So Miss Melinda, she shared, wasn't that good this morning about the, about the fruit of the Spirit? So I'm going to piggyback off of that this morning because this is the, the next, uh, next in our series. This is part five of our autumn series. And I've been talking about all these things that I'm talking about are, are to prepare us for to advance the kingdom of God. So next week when we do, it's kind of funny because next week we picked out for our senior Sunday. All, we're going to celebrate seniors. And I'm talking about senior citizens. I'm not telling, talking about the kids that are graduating from high school. We're going to celebrate our senior citizens next week. And, and the word, the last word in, in the sermon series is advance. And I thought, well, that, that's cool because they're all advanced in age, right? Aren't we advanced? So we're advanced in more than age, though. So we're advanced in pff, wisdom, knowledge. So to, but today we're going to be talking about the word empower. Say empower. Okay. If, if, you, know, if you know the scriptures at all, there's, there's a, one of the, my favorite verses in the Bible is when Jesus said in, in Acts 1.8, I want you all to say this with me. And you will receive power and ability. This is the Amplified Version. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. Now, Jesus didn't say, and you shall receive power and you can go, did he? He said, you shall receive power. What happens? How do you receive the power? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. See, a lot of people want to go do this Christian life without walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And you can try it. And you know what it's called when you try to walk the walk without Jesus or without the power of the Holy Spirit within you? It's called legalism. It's trying to, I'm going to try to make this. I'm going to do this. I can make it. But you know what? You can't, can you? You can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't even be a witness to God without the power of the, power of the Holy Spirit. So this morning we're talking about being empowered. The word empower means to give legal authority to. How many of you have ever been given the power of attorney? Come on, adults. See, what happens is when you've been given the power of attorney, that means somebody else, when my mother was ill, when she was in her late stages of her life, they had given me power of attorney out of all my brothers and sisters because I lived here and she lived here. So I had the authority to make decisions on her behalf because I knew she couldn't. So I had the power, the authority to do something. And sometimes we give authority to other people. And when we say, you have the authority to do something. And we're going to talk about this morning how what we empower. Listen, it can get us in trouble if we don't know who we're empowering in us and who we're empowering for us. Okay? So say, Say the word empower. Okay. My wife heard this statement about a week ago. I don't know if you heard it or read it, uh, but it's in her Bible that she found God, God's bringing lost things back to her that was been lost for a while, quite a while. But there's a statement in her Bible that says, it, it, it goes like this. The thing you focus on is the thing you empower. Think about that. The thing you focus on it's the thing you empower. Even Miss Blender, she didn't know I was preaching on this, and she said that very thing. You wake up in the morning, and you can focus on the wrong thing. You can focus on, I'm going to mess up this test. I'm no good. Or you can focus on, I'm ready. I'm going to go for it because I'm, I'm, God's given me a brain, and I've been practicing, and I'm ready for it. See, we can wake up and, and empower either our flesh, or we can empower the Spirit of God in us. Okay? So say, say this with me. The thing... That you touch, focus on, is the thing you empower. You probably need to write that down. There's another there's a scripture in the Bible that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And it also has to do with the power of your words. We're going to be talking about that this morning very quickly. I only have 14 points today, so we're actually four, just four. 
It's four. It's just four. All right, turn to Galatians 5. We're going to look at the verses before we looked at the, at the fruit of the Spirit. Turn to Galatians 5. I'm going to be reading from the uh, Amplified. I think it really simplifies things, explains things maybe a little better for all of us, especially me. And we're going to begin with verse 16. And this is the Apostle Paul saying this. He said, but I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Say habitually. habitually. Walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek Him and be responsive to His guidance. That's what, what that means. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively. Say impulsively. How many of you are impulsive? You see something, you buy something. You don't say something, you just buy it. I want that. Can I afford it? Well, not really, but I got a, I've got a credit card. I'm in, in, any men in here that, are, that your wives are impulsive shoppers? Any wives in here that your men are impulsive shoppers? Yeah, baby, look at, look at, this, look at this gun I bought. We don't need a, that's your 12th gun. Oh, baby, I saw it. It's such a good deal. I, I couldn't do it without this gun. Right? I know you did. She thinks I'm an impulsive buyer. I buy shirts. That's all. So if you have a gripe about my shirts, just talk to my wife because she doesn't. I don't drink. I don't drug. I just buy shirts. All right. So we know that the sinful nature is an impulsive nature. Okay? We make bad decisions if we, we don't give that 17 seconds. Right? Okay, let's finish that. Without regard for God and His precepts. Precepts just means His truth. For the sin, sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the Spirit or the Holy Spirit. And the desire of the Spirit or the Holy Spirit opposes the sin, sin, sinful nature. They're, they butt heads all the time, don't they? Uh, I, man, I, really, this, I, I would like to do this. And the Holy Spirit says, no. So you, you start arguing with God, right? And He says, no. And you say, yes, no, yes, no. It says that struggle. The desires of the flesh and the desires of the Spirit. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict, so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you're guided and led by the spirit, the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. So the first thing I want you to see this morning is there are good habits and bad habits. I, I think I did a series one time on habits uh, uh, because my daughter had given me this really awesome book about habits. Habits are good or the habits are bad. They can be either one. How many of you know there are good habits and there are bad habits? Say amen if you know that. Okay, kids, this is for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say some things, and if it's, if it's a good habit, say good, yell it. If it's a bad habit, say bad. Okay, here we go. Habits. Brushing your teeth every day. Okay, corral the one that said bad. Yes. Okay, correction there. Next, next one. Exercising every day. Okay. Smoking cigarettes all the time. This guy in the back goes, what? Good. Good. <laughs> no smoking in here. You know people that smoke like that? All right, here we go, kids. Eating candy for breakfast. Oh, that's got mixed reviews. Mixed reviews on that one. But my mother said, that's all we got here. Have a snicker. <laughs> it's, it's healthy. It's vegetarian. <laughs> okay. All right, kids, you ready for another one? Aren't the kids doing great? Okay, here's another one. Keeping your room clean. 
Okay, that's good. Y'all can remind them of this later, parents. Obeying your parents when they tell you to do something. Okay. Ignoring your parents when they tell you not to do something. That was a weak bad. You know what y'all sound like, kids? A bunch of sheep. Bad. Bad. All right, one more. Praying to God every day. Okay, so I could go on and on. See, he, you know what? Was that difficult? Don't we kind of know right from wrong? Didn't God put something in our heart to say this is right and this is wrong? And yet we think, oh, man, this, this is just so difficult. I can't do this. But see, the Spirit of God in you, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God in you wants you to do the right thing. It will save you so much heartache in the long run if you will just do what Holy Spirit wants you to do. By listening and obeying the Holy Spirit, you become empowered by the Spirit because you're focusing on Him. And then you will walk in this thing called the abundant life. You'll walk in the Christian life. You'll walk in a powerful life. You'll walk in a successful life. You'll walk in the abundant life. Don't those sound good? But yet, Paul says there are some problems in, in lifestyles because a lot of people don't want any part of that. They don't want to walk according to the Spirit. They want to walk according to the flesh. And so before you look at the fruit of the Spirit, he has some fruits of the self, of the sinful nature that he gives you first. So we're going to look at those very quickly. I'm not going to explain them all because it would take us a day or two to explain each and every one of these. But I'll just ask you at the end of it what you think about it. Verse 19. Y'all ready? Now the practices. Say the practices. The practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. Clearly evident, the Bible says. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, which means total irresponsibility and lack of what? Self-control. Isn't that one that Ms. Belinda spoke on this morning? Idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. Disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, other things like these. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice, they practice, such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What he's saying is if that's you, if that's your lifestyle, if that's what you are, then you will not enter into the kingdom of God or into heaven. The reason he's saying that is because you don't know Jesus if you're living like that. A lot of people go, well, he's talking to believers here that have, that have backslid. He is not talking to believers here that has backslidden because he says you will not inherit the kingdom of God if this is your lifestyle. Now, let me, understand, let, me, let me explain something. This word practice, it means this in this context that you sin and you like to sin. You commit all these horrible things. Did any of those sound good that I read? Did, was there one of them that like, just lit you up? Like, man, I, I think envy is awesome. No, not at all. None of those things like, oh, these are a glory to God. None of those things. So he's saying if you're practicing these things, listen, you're really not of God. You're really not of God at all because God's people don't practice those things. But you say, well, oh, but pastor, I've done some of those things before. And I was a Christian when I did them. That's true because the Bible says we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. See, there's a big difference in practicing those things. And then as a Christian, when you commit one of those sins or two of those sins or all of those sins, the Holy Spirit will go, oh, no, 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 no. That is not my plan for your life. And you know what your response is? If the Holy Spirit's in you, you, we 
deep. You're sorry for your sins. You say, God, forgive me, and you repent. Because all of us have done these things in some form or another. And you can't just go, well, you know what? I've lost my salvation because I did this. No, if you have a repentant heart, it says godly sorrow produces repentance. Now, I'm just let me give you a little warning according to what Paul says here. If you sin and you sin all you want to and more than you want to and it's okay with you and you never have a prick in your conscience, you never think of anything bad. Listen, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? If sin is your lifestyle, if it's okay, and you actually brag upon it, you brag about it. How many of you guys, when, in, when you were in high school, you knew guys that bragged about all the women that they, all the girls that they had? And I thought, man, you are like, I would think even, even when I wasn't the best of Christians, I look at them like, what is wrong with you? Because the Holy Spirit wasn't speaking to them. So when you think if you're bragging about your sin, there's an issue there. You may want to check your salvation. You may want to check it. How many of you know when you sin that, how many of you feel bad when you sin? You should. Because that goes against the very fiber of who God is. The very fiber of who God is. And when you do that, listen, you're empowering your sinful nature. You're allowing your sinful nature to step up and do those things in your life which you know are contrary to what God would want you to do. Now look at verse 22. For, but the fruit of the Spirit. Say the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Now I like this. The result of His presence within us. Isn't that beautiful? The result of His presence within us is love. Unselfish concern for others. Joy. Inner peace. Patience. Look at what He says about patience. Not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. Mm. Some of us are like, we're really good at waiting, but some of us aren't so good at waiting, are we? We throw fits while we're waiting. We kick things while we're waiting. We get mad and we shake our fist at God while we're waiting. So he says the ability of patience is not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. The third thing I want you to see this morning is we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Empower, say empowered by the Holy Spirit. God wants us to walk according to His will, according to His plan, according to His mandate. How are we going to advance the kingdom of God if we're not walking according to the Spirit of God? Fruits of the Spirit. How many of you have all the fruits of the Spirit? You're a Christian. How many of you have all the fruits of the Spirit? Every hand ought to go up. Every hand. If you're a believer, your hand ought to go up. Oh, but I'm not very patient. I'm telling you, patience is in you. Well, I'm not very loving. Loving is in you. Well, I'm not that kind. Kindness is in you. I'm not that, you know, you can name them all. But listen, if the Holy Spirit lives within you, then you have the ability to walk in every fruit of the Spirit. Not just a few. You know what we do? You know how, you know how we mess up here? It's because we start condemning ourselves and saying, I can't do that. I can't walk that way. I am not patient. I'm not kind. I'm not always the person. You know, you, you start speaking these curses over your life, and you wonder why the Holy Spirit's not manifesting in your life to do the things of the Spirit. Well, I, I just can't love him. Listen, Jesus can love him. Is Jesus in you? Yeah, Jesus is in me. Then if Jesus is in you, you can love them. Because he loved them. 
See, you, whatever you're empowering, we empower things by our thoughts. We empower things by our words. We empower things by our actions. Who are you empowering today? You know, if there's no evidence of, any, of a certain thing in your life, of a certain fruit of your life, if there's no evidence, then there's something you need to crucify. what Paul said I crucify my flesh so if there's something in your life you're like you know I'm just not I'm not sure about that I, I wish I could be more patient pastor oh I'm not going to pray for patience because if I pray for patience then I'll be tested how many of you heard that that's just ridiculous that's a ridiculous statement you don't, you don't pray for patience you don't ask God to give you patience it's in you just thank him for it it's like praying for favor. God, give me favor. I just go, oh, God, pour out your favor. Listen, if you're a child of the king, you got favor. Just walk in it. I, oh, I would just wish I could love. No, you can love them because Christ is in you. He is the lover of your soul, but he also loves them too. It's not rocket science, church. It's not rocket science. Go to verse 25. Believe it or not, I'm almost done. Really is going, what? <laughs> if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit. Now, I want you to catch this. Because this is where I believe so many people, this is where we fail so much of the time. He says, walking by the Spirit means with personal integrity, with godly character with moral courage and conduct empowered, say empowered, empowered, by the Holy Spirit. There's no room for white lies in the kingdom. There's no room for half-truths in the kingdom. There's no room for gossip in the kingdom. There's no room for all these little things that you think are just little things. There's no room in the kingdom for being mean to people. There's no room in the kingdom for racism. There's no, room, there's no room in the kingdom for discrimination. There's no room in the kingdom for envy or jealousy or strife. There's no room in the kingdom for that. Amen. Repeat that, Pastor. I can. I'm, you watch it on YouTube, live, live stream. There's just no room in the kingdom for the things of, this, uh, of the flesh. There's, there's no room for them. But here's the thing. If, if that's part of who you, what you're doing, then you're empowering those very things to be a part of your life. You know, I've heard people say, well, I'm Irish, so I'm just going to be angry. Duh! Yeah. I said, duh! That's a Ron Campbell stupid is as stupid does. Oh, you know, my parents were this way, so I'm going to be that way. No, that's not true. Your, your father is a certain way. Your father in heaven, and he wants you to be like him. I don't care what your father was or who your father was. He might have been a drunk. He might have been a no good, uh, ungodly person. And you think, well, I'm going to identify with him. No, you don't need to identify with him. You need to pray for him if he's still alive. You empower what you think about all the time. You empower what you give worth to. You empower what you focus on. 
If you focus on the, every morning you get up and, and you focus on the negative in your life and the, the day that, that's going, is in front of you, if you focus on that, guess what? That's what it'll be. But if you wake up in the morning, hey, God, you and me today, what you got in store? Because I love you, Lord. You're a good, good father. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you live in me. Holy Spirit, I thank you that today you're going to lead and guide me and direct me in my thoughts. And Holy Spirit, when, that, when that, that lustful thought comes or that, that angry thought comes, you, the Holy Spirit, you're going to give me the ability because I'm going to empower you to take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You see, we, we, fo- we, we declare all the time, I can't be that. And God says, maybe you can't in and of yourself, but with me all things are possible. When did we quit thinking that or believing that? We've got to get back to that place, church, that your yes is your yes and your no is no. If you shake hands with somebody, oh, yes, I'll be there at 3 o'clock. Don't be there at 3.01. Be there at 3 o'clock. Uh-oh, he's meddling now. If you say, I owe so, so, and so such some money, I will pay you on Friday, and Friday comes and you forgot all about them, Put a little note in your phone. I owe so and so so much on Friday and pay them. Don't make them wonder or go, you know what, if I call them, then I'm going to make them feel guilty. I just No, if we're, if we're just being honest with one another, we're people of integrity. Listen, the enemy will not have a foot in the door if we start walking in the holy character that God's put in our heart. Listen, quit lying to your kids. You know how parents lie to, you know how parents lie to their kids all the time? If you don't clean up your room, you're going to sit in the corner. And you're going to sit in the corner for five minutes. And they, they don't clean their room. And then you go to them and go, hey, I told you. If you don't clean your room, now it's, I'm going to give you one more chance. You just lied to your kids. Didn't you? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Kids are loving this part of it. They're like, we're checking out now, Pastor. We're not listening. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just saying, Paul said, just be, be like Jesus. Be like my son. And you go, well, his son was perfect. Well, that's true. And we won't be perfect until we get to be, meet up with him in the air or when we go to be with Jesus. That's when that perfection comes. I understand that. But as a whole, as Christians, you're going to be what you focus on. It's that simple. God's looking for people to be empowered daily. I want to finish with that. that. I wrote a song many, many, many years ago. Like when I was a child. And it was called Magic Christian. There's no such thing as a magic Christian. Poof. Poof. Come, I prayed. I wrote the, the card. I said, I want to, I got in the water. I was baptized. Whew, poof. Everything's good. No more problems. No more sorrow. No more sighing. No, it's all good. Oh, man, I messed up today. How did I do that? Oh, I had this bad thought today. I actually walked through it. I'm just, man, I was in my mind. I watched this. I listened to that. I said this. I did that. What's happened, Lord? Here, here, let me, can I kind of give you some great advice? Because the rest of the song says, only 
A daily walk will see you through. If you've just come today to get your fuel for the week, it's not good. Your fuel needs to start tomorrow morning and then Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, and Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. Your walk has to be, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to be good to my Christian friends. No, you've got to be good to your unchristian friends. I can love those who love me. Jesus said, even said, well, what is it? What credit to, is it to you if you love those who love you? They, you know, even the, 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 the pagans do that. It's loving the unlovely that, that God looks at and says, are you loving the unlovely like Jesus did? Are you? Because if you're not surrendering every day, I promise you, the Christian walk will be a struggle. Because you'll wake up Wednesday and go, man, where did, what happened? How did I get here? I was just in church on Sunday. And God says, well, you missed me on Monday and you missed me on Tuesday. That's why you're here in the doldrums on Wednesday. You took the umbrella of the Spirit of God and you set it to the side. Right? Isn't that a good illustration? Isn't that what we do to Jesus sometimes? We put him in the box. We take him with us all the cool places. Church. Bible studies have God in our box. Come on, Jesus. And, oh, but I, hmm, it's a questionable place. I know, it, I know it's a birthday party, but it's at a club. You know, they do a lot of drinking there. You know, I used to really have a problem with that. Okay, Jesus, let's just pretend Jesus is the Fiji. Jesus, I'll just leave you there, and then I'll go ahead and go and do my thing. Right? No. Only a daily walk will see you through. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking from you. One day at a time. Would you stand?